Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Hello, my name is Jin, and I'm the co-host of Elise in Wonderland. This is a show for those curious about the world, travel, culture, and new perspectives. Long time no see, everyone. Um, I'm really sorry I had exams. Elise was away. She's still away. Really, really sorry, and I'm glad to meet you all again. So today, um, we are back, and we want to talk about English education in South Korea. So I want to ask you guys, ever wonder how people learn English in other countries? Every country may be different, but especially Asian English education seems dramatically different than English as our first language countries like here. So we will invite a professional English teacher from South Korea and discover how it is. Welcome, Janet. Thank you for having me. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you so much. Um, before we begin, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, sure. My name is Janet, and I worked as an English teacher in public high school for two years in South Korea. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm Jin's wife here. <gasps> Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so happy to be in the show today. <laughs> yeah, so if you are like a regular listener, I'm sure you heard of my wife. Um, she's here. She's, she exists. She's real. <laughs> and she's finally here. Um, so before we get into the real topic, how was your week? It was awesome. I started mm -hmm. the new position at Language and Culture Center in Mohawk College. Nice. Um, I'm working as the EAP front desk position. Mm -hmm. I'm answering all general inquiries about the EAP, mm -hmm. and I'm so excited to work there. That's good. I'm excited too. <laughs> We are in the same um, department, but different location. Um, and everyone is kind of excited that we are working together, eating lunch together. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you want to see her, she's working in the International Square, J137 and Mohawk College Fenner Campus for how many weeks? For two weeks. For two weeks. Okay. So there's expiry date. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get the chance. Uh, my week was um, studying exam. Uh, there's one thing I particularly want to introduce the new for me, for everyone. I'm learning this uh, program called the Language Exchange Program. So basically what it does is I connect the people um, between people who wants to learn Korean. We are doing Korean for uh, as a pilot for now, learning Korean and who wants to practice as a Korean, teaching Korean. So I connect those two people and make a friends with each other. Um, we have so far 10 students and 11 teachers, so it's really interesting to see there are more teachers than students. It's completely free tutoring program, and if you're interested, just message me on uh, Facebook, Elizabeth1015. Yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. No 
problem. Okay, so before we get into the main uh, main topic, let's uh, listen one song to take a break. Mm-hmm, sure. So I picked this song. It's Steve Aoki's "Waste It On Me," but this song is featured by BTS. Oh. The reason why I picked this song is that I'm into BTS these days, and I love their voices. So, and also, this is. Newly released songs. I just want to listen to this one. So all the BTS uh, fans in Hamilton, they are excited to see BTS <laughs> like last month. And, yeah. you know, it's bad for guys. Too many guys are falling in love. <laughs> but yeah, let's listen to Wasted On Me mm-hmm. by BTS. Welcome back to Alice in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It is 5.09 p.m. So we are going to talk about English education in South Korea. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you enjoy the song? Yeah, for sure. She was dancing, like, <laughs> singing. <laughs> so okay, so let's uh, before we get into the English education, let's talk about the education system in South Korea. How it is different from here. Mm-hmm. So as far as I can say, uh, we have a three school systems, which is elementary school, middle school, and high school. So there are six years of elementary school, three years of middle school, and three years of high school. After you finish that, um, you can take college SAT, which is mm-hmm. scholastic ability test in South Korea, and then you can go to post-secondary, like university or college. Yeah, right. So, um, and this test is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you like to introduce a little bit? Yeah, sure. So the Korean SAT is called as Sunung. Sunung. And this is so significant in South Korea because lots of big companies care the name value of the university. Mm-hmm. And also the university uses the score of this exam to rank applicants like SAT. Mm-hmm. And there are around 500,000 tests every year. Wow. So this test almost determines which university you are going to. Mm-hmm. And because the company cares which university is higher and lower, it almost dep- like determine your job in the future too. Yeah. Okay. I also uh, take a look at how Japan and China does. So in Japan, there's a test called the center test. It's the same idea, but of course, Japanese are more population. So there are 600,000 people in test every year. And the test date is first Saturday and Sunday after January 13th. I think this is too cold. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, in China, there's a, another test called Gao Kao. And of course, there are 10 million people taking this exam every year. It's two days on June 7th and 8th. Wow, it's two days. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's, they set a date, June 7th and 8th. So sometimes it's a Saturday and a Sunday or Sunday and Monday. Um, you, you don't know. So, but then 10 million is just like too much, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, tell me more about this exam. How does this exam work? Yeah, so the Korean SAT is a whole day exam mm-hmm. from 8.30 in the morning to 5, um, 4.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And if the applicant select the third language exam, it will finish at 5.40 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's on November 15th at this year, which is 2018. 
And there is a listening test, and also students have to focus on their test.、Mm-hmm. Lots of companies and factories are asked not to make too big noises.、Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that police can help the late testers to get their testing center quickly. Right. So、uh, back to the noise issue, because every every testers have a same time of English listening.、Uh, So, so listening test at the same time, so they、mm-hmm. are they are asked to make not to make too many noise. Yeah, exactly. Outside of the company near the factories, and also if you are late, then you can call. This one one two is uh like nine one one in Canada,、mm-hmm. so you can call one one two, or you can just go to any police station around. Yeah, you can take their bike or、mm-hmm. a car to get to the tester. So this is how this shows how this test is important. Yeah. Okay. Um, and based on my experience, so we had a three years of high school before this SAT exam, and basically this whole three years of education is literally for this exam,、uh-huh. which means、um, we will have a lot of preparation tests, which has a similar、um, format.、Uh-huh. So every so like a month a day, once once a month, we have a whole day, just like same type of exam, different questions. And we will be prepared our body. Yeah, like for, simulation tests. Yeah, yes,、uh-huh. yes. So you start from eight eight forty, eight thirty, and have a lunch at the same time and stuff.、Um, also, when you go to second grade of high school, the classes are separated based on the, this exam、uh, optional course.、Yeah. So when you take this exam, you can take either science or liberal arts,、mm-hmm. and they take the students who are, who are in the same science. They took. Put together in the same class. Yeah, right.、Mm-hmm. So that's how it is important, and this this exam is.、Mm-hmm. Okay, and what other topics are they testing? So、um, this is how the test works.、Mm. In the morning, there are Korean and math tests. Okay. And they will have a lunch break, and after the lunch, they will take the English test. And it follows with Korean history,、mm-hmm. science, or liberal arts.、Mm-hmm. And this is usually ends of the test. But if the applicant selects the third language, they can take the third language test too.、Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. So as you can see, English is after lunch.、Mm-hmm. And as an English second language person, English makes me sleepy. So when I had a lunch, when I take this exam in two thousand seven, sorry, two thousand six. I remember I had a lunch and it's it's important day. So my mom, I don't remember what was the menu, but it was so special, so delicious, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> and it shouldn't make any、um, like belly issues, stomach issues,、mm-hmm. anything. So it's so healthy, so rich, amazing food. I remember. But then because of that, I ate too much. And when English listening happens, I almost fell asleep, but I survived. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that experience? How was your How was your day in the、um, exam? It was a little different to me because、um, when I was in high school, I wanted to be an English teacher. Yes, and which means I have to get a high score in English.、Mm-hmm. So before the English test started, I was very nervous.、Uh-huh. So I went to the washroom often, and I was like, "Oh my god, what should I do? What should I do?" But、um, the thing was that I got a good score. Nice. And That is how I could be an English <laughs> teacher, but I will talk about this later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, also, so this exam is national exam, so which means after after the exam, you will get a 
kind of transcript, and it shows where you are in the country, not like class level, school level. Like you are four percent in in the country, or ten percent, twenty percent in the country in this subject. Mm-hmm. So everyone's lined up. Also, we were surprised that Korean history is a mandatory topic at this point. Yeah. So when when we were taking in two thousand six. Korean history is one of the course in the liberal arts, mm-hmm. but I guess um, there are many issues with the people that who doesn't know Korean history enough. Mm-hmm. They put it in a mandatory course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel sorry for <laughs> the current Korean students. Me too. Me yeah. too. I'm I'm like a science engineer person, so history memorizing is like too much for me. Mm-hmm. But okay, that's good. Um, and also, so this test, again, like, I don't know how many times I'm saying, but it's so important. So the, to make this test and quizzes are so important. So what they do is they, um, they select some teachers and professors around the country, around the 300, and they are locked in. They are locked in, in, I think it's like a school, empty like school. A hotel. Yeah, hotel mm-hmm. building. They are locked in to create a questions for 30 to 40 days about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. There's no, ex- <clears throat> excuse me, there's no access to the internet, no access to the phone, not allowed to go outside by, by themselves. And national security officer is always with them. So mm-hmm. basically you are in a jail. Don't um, say that. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's, but they take it seriously, yeah, right? They feel like jail, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you probably don't hear from them, oh, what happened to you for last month? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from you. But then that's how they keep the confidentiality of the test. Mm. So uh, as far as I know, there's not major issue on this exam. No. Um, so that's good. But sometimes, you know, the questions are sometimes controversial in English or in, in, in Korean. Mm-hmm. There are two answers sometimes. I think that's the major issue only had. But other than that, there was no confidentiality issue. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I also found the, the video explained this well. Uh, on the YouTube is called Can You Pass One of the Hardest South Korean Tests? So if you have a time, check it out and you will see what is the test like. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so enough for the test. Um, so you can see the role of t- teacher is also important to make their students' life better, to get a better university again. Mm-hmm. And you are, you are a teacher. So can you give us a brief idea how to become a teacher in Korea? Yeah, sure. So, um, if you want to be a teacher in public school, first you have to study in the teacher's college in the university. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of major university has, universities have their own teacher's college and it is for four years. Mm-hmm. And when you graduate, you will get the Bachelor of Arts of the subject education. For me, it was English education mm-hmm. and it comes with the teaching license for working at the public schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have this teaching license, you can work in the public school, but the thing is that it's for the contracted job, like contracted part-time con- mm. or contracted full-time. Okay. So if you want to be a permanent, permanent full-time public school teacher, mm-hmm. uh, there is another task you have to pass. It's um, national teacher's exam, mm-hmm. and it is very, very competitive to pass. Okay. So for this year, only one out of 25 applicants passed the test. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's too, too competitive. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And 
So if you want to be, so if you pick, if you pass this exam, mm-hmm. what happened next? So um, if you pass this task, you are working as the teacher in the public school, but it also means that you are an educational public officer in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So you have lots of benefits. Right. Yeah. So just like you are working for government, yeah. basically, because exactly. public school is kind of government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and so you pass the exam and you are... You're qualified, and how do you choose your school to work? So for the first school, you will be assigned. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any choices. Okay. But um, after you start your experiences, and after like three or four years, and when you when you want to move your school, mm-hmm. you may change the school by your request. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, and is there any requirements to? Keep your job as a public teacher. Like, yeah. if you pass the exam, that's it, or there's something more no, education. There are trainings. There okay. are trainings like every three to five years, mm. and you must pass it. If you don't pass oh. it, there is a penalty for you, and it will be difficult for you to promote your position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's often um, mentioned that government job is secure, but they are not paying much usually. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you are going up. You're yeah. promoted so you can get enough money to mm-hmm. get a wife like me. <laughs> I'm <on>. sorry. <laughs> so there was a public school. Uh, uh-huh. Like if you want to be a p- private school teachers, mm-hmm. is it e- a little easier? Um, I cannot say that it is easier to work in the private school. You need a teaching license for sure. Mm-hmm. But another thing you need is that a reference by mm-hmm. someone else. Okay. Yeah. I see. I really wanted to have um, Elise in this episode because we don't really know how um, Canadian teachers' career pathway works. Mm-hmm. So if she was here, I would ask her, but come back next week, <laughs> Elise. <laughs> okay, so there was a lot of information, and, yeah. and let's take a break. Mm-hmm. Next song is Popular Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. What yay. is the title? So the title is Just the Way You Are. Okay, so do you have anything to say about this song? Um, so in the teacher's college in the last year, mm-hmm. there is a teaching um, placement. And one day I had a chance to teach them the English pop songs. Mm-hmm. And I picked this song for my students because okay. I like Bruno Mars then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see a lot of students never heard this song before? Um, some of them already heard of it, mm-hmm. but it was um, new for most of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, enjoy Just the Way You Are by Pronomers. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, the ocean girl, Hanya Mida. On 1015. 1015, the hog in Xin chào. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Alice in Wonderland. This is 101.5 The Ha, and it is 5.27 p.m. If you, uh, we actually have a Facebook page and the Facebook chat. So if you're interested in uh, joining us, it's facebook.com slash Alice 101.5. Okay, so let's get into the main topic, which is English education. It takes too much time to get into the main topic. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, can you tell me a little bit, can you tell us a little bit about English education in South Korea, briefly? Yeah, sure. So the public um, education, I mean public English, public English education mm-hmm. usually focuses on reading, grammar, and listening because of the Korean SAT. Mm. 
Okay, because the test only tests you mm-hmm. uh, listening, reading, and ex- uh, grammar. Yeah. So you don't even have to worry about speaking and writing. No. Okay. Well, that's kind of sad. But, um, well, anyway, so there are so many ways to learn this English grammars and reading. But um, as English second language people, we have to come up with a different idea, not just memorizing, like keep using it. Because in our um, regular life, we don't, spe- we don't speak English. So it's really hard to get in touch with English all the time. So that's, I think that's how teachers came up with the different ideas. Often it's creative mm-hmm. and it's easier to remember for people like us whose English is a second language. As, as people, you, like you guys may know that Asian people are really, their brain is very mathematical, <laughs> so to say. Um, so that's, I think that's why they make this formula of r- learning English grammar. Mm-hmm. It's called the five sentence patterns. So they basically, um, separate or, um, categorize the sentences in five, five patterns yeah. of English. So let's get through one by one. What is the first sentence? Sure, the first formula is subject and verb. Okay, so the example maybe like I I speak, mm-hmm. I eat, I sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's easy. What's the second one? The second one is subject, verb, and complement. Okay, so complement is like you are pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so third. The third is subject, verb, and direct object. Okay. Um, so maybe Andrew composes music. Mm-hmm. Um, you, um. I like BTS. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but I'm not really sure what's the difference between second and third because it sounds similar. So what is the second and third patterns differences? Yes. Yeah, so, um, for the second pattern, the compliments mm. means that, um, some words which is explaining the character of the subject like subject shape color personality mm. or etc okay and third but for the direct object um it means the object of verb i mean some something what verb does like eat mm. heat mm. or write okay yeah so so is there different verbs to use for second and third patterns um, there are, but, but um, actually, as an English teacher, I was not a big fan of this mm. formulas. You know, it's kind of mathematic, <laughs> but I don't have mathematical brain, and I didn't like memorizing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe this is from Japan. Um, yeah, I, I think mean, so, too. Yeah, Japanese get the English uh, culture first, so I guess they organize it first. And we kind of follow the issue, follow the patterns. Well, let's finish this one because we only have two left. So what's the fourth pattern? The fourth one is subject, verb, indirect object, and direct object. Okay, so the example maybe I, I gave her a birthday present. I, I sent you the money, uh-huh. something like that. Please. <laughs> I send, I give you my credit card. <laughs> What's the fifth, pa- last pattern? The fifth one is subject, verb, direct object, and object complement. Okay. So this complement again is, uh, the shape of this object this time. So for example, I make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the class picked the Suji class rep- representative. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so it's kind of same type. Is it, do you, do you believe this is correct or there's some exceptions here? Actually, I don't believe this is the exactly correct one mm. because, um, as you mentioned before, the, the person or the publisher who made this rule mm. is from Japan mm-hmm. and Japan's first language is not English. Mm. So I cannot say that it is exactly right. right. And while mm. I was studying it, in the university, I saw some exceptional sentences mm. which doesn't fit into these formulas. So actually, I don't believe these formulas. Okay. But for like middle or high school education, mm. it will be a good guidelines for the students. I think. Right. Yeah. I, I think I, I remember when so I studied English in Canada maybe four months. I mean Mohawk and Saint Charles, and I remember I saw this, but it was was very quick. It wasn't really, they, they don't even taking seriously about this. Uh, it, it is good guideline, but I mean, a lot of education, um, the path was you, you try more instead of memorizing this and try, mm-hmm. you try more and you learn from the practice. Mm-hmm. So this was, I think this is popular concept, but it's not like, um, like true yeah. all the time. Okay. So that was basic English. Thank you, Janet. No problem. Um, what, let's talk about tests and learning skills. So I have something to say here. I was, uh, when I was, uh, <laughs> so when I was studying for this uh, national exam, um, I often had a, I often had a, um, what's it called? struggling in time because you have to do like 40 questions in 90 minutes, something. Mm-hmm. So short, you only have one or two minutes and you have to review questions before the exam you mm-hmm. submitted, right? So I had struggling with the times and I take this course called Reading Skill 101. Mm-hmm. Sounds like just like textbook Reading Skill 101, but they give you a lot of tips specifically for the test. So test is, I can say one third of listening, one third of grammar, short paragraph, and one third of long paragraph, uh, the national exam in South Korea. And they, they teach you how to read quick, like fast and make a short time to, to actually solve the questions. Mm-hmm. So one of the example, if you see the long paragraph, you read the first and the last sentence first, because they are often main topics, mm-hmm. or it's very close to the main topic because you don't, you don't start from like out of nowhere. Um, they are main topics. And also if you see some kind of magic word, they said is, but, However, therefore, whatever, <laughs> whatever the sentence came up from these words is main topic because you are switching gears, you are switching whatever you are proposing before, and this should be the main topics. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and yeah, I think, I think it helps. It helps me to finish the listening, um, and like reading English. I still fell asleep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But Janet, what, how was your studying strategy of English? Oh, when I was a high school student, to get a better grade at English, I created my own word book from the practice exam. I mean, the exam simulations. Mm-hmm. And I, write, I wrote the English letter. And on the right side, I, write, I wrote the meaning of the letter mm-hmm. in Korean. Okay. Um, depending on your choices, students 
wrote in English or in Korean, but I prefer to write in Korean because I want to memorize many words mm. in a short period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can list, you can write in English, but it's not intuitive mm-hmm. for people who are English as a second language. Yeah. I also remember this story and it's quite popular. So, um, you buy a dictionary, not too big, a small dictionary. And you start from the beginning and you eat the paper. Come on. <laughs> no, that's what it was on the newspaper or something. I think it's like our parents' generation story. Okay. It's not for us. But, but they do similar tests as us. So there were people who are eating papers. Make sure they lim- memorize this. <laughs> I think this is uh, weird, but <laughs> it happened. Um, okay. What about, what about tests? Do you have any uh, tips for students? Um, so for the listening test, I prefer to, um, read the questions and options in advance quickly mm-hmm. before they play the recording. Because, mm-hmm. um, if I know what I have to find, I can focus on the recording better. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a good tip for the listening. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, before you listen, if you see the questions and, Often there are multiple choices. So if you see the choices, mm-hmm. you know what, at least get an idea what it is about. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, any tips for the reading? For the reading, um, I prefer to underline the highlight words. Mm-hmm. Then I can, um, easily follow the text flows. Right. Like what is the main point and what I have to focus on more. Mm-hmm. Repetitive words. Um, is, uh, is, uh, my magic word including the highlight? <laughs> However. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. It does. See, yeah, see, we have the same concept. <laughs> um, but when you, when you do like reading long paragraph and if you see a lot of words you don't, you don't know because the topic is you're not familiar with, how do you, how do you get around with that? Oh, so if there is some words, I don't know. Um, first, I prefer to identify the importance of the word in the sentence. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like not that important, yeah. I just pass it over because I have to read another sentences. But if it looks like importance, I'll try to guess that by reading the before and the after mm-hmm. sentences. Mm-hmm. So if this, if it's a word from, like, for example, then it's not necessary to know. But if the word from the first and last sentence, as I said, then you probably have to try to understand what it means. Yeah. Okay. Good tips. Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, last skills or training. Um, this is really interesting. And I think it's very unique in Korea. It's called a hippocampus training. I don't even know what hippocampus means. But it is uh, a part of the brain that <laughs> she's kind of giggling on it. It's a part of the brain that picture uh, from the world. So when you see the world, you picture the situation or the colors or image. That's what hippocampus does. Um, and this teacher, he created hippocampus training. And what it does is he use a pronunciation of English and make the similar or make the representation of South Korean language. It's hard to explain, but here's the example. I will teach you guys Korean using this technique or strategy. For example, kimbap. Kimbap. <laughs> so kimbap is South Korean food, just like sushi, but it's wrapped by seaweed outside. 
um, I mean, it's, you can, you can memorize like kimbap is Korean food, but then if it's, you want to make it easier, um, you can say Kim is popular Korean last name. Like, I think more than half of South Korean is Kim last name, like me. So when you see kimbap, it's Kim. So it's South Korean or Korean mm. food. Like Kim's convenience. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Kim's mm. convenience. Um, the other word is annyeong. Annyeong is hi or hello. Annyeong. Annyeong. She's a perfect example. <laughs> I speak dialect, so I shouldn't do that. Um, so annyeong is hi, but how do you memorize? If you picture there's a lady named Anne, she's young, um, and just picture that she says hi to you. Then when you say annyeong, and you can see the word as Anne and Young's combi- combination. Mm-hmm. So now when you see annyeong, you can picture young and say hi, so it is hi. Mm-hmm. It works some words, but some words are really complicated to make it work. <laughs> so it, it's kind of ex- yeah, it exceptional. Is fun. It yeah, is it fun. is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's some words is work. Um, the last word is gomawa. Gomawa. Thank you. <laughs> um, it means thank you. Um, so you can picture go as when you go out, hang out with your friends. And ma is your mother's, wo is working at home when you're going away. So, like, you appreciate your mom that she's doing all the housework, even though you're hanging out. So you can picture the appreciation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should test uh, listeners again next week if they remember <laughs> any of this. Um, but, okay. But this is what hippocampus training is. Yeah. And I had some benefits on that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is almost the end of the, the show. Before we closing the show, I actually brought a, the actual exam, a question from South Korea. So I will play that. And if you are boring, if you test your English skill, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can try it out here. So the listening question. Yes. Yeah. So we will play the question and you just have to find what is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so the question is, how much does man have to pay? Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Ready. Okay, let's go. Hi, I want to get some souvenirs for my family and friends. Can you show me where the souvenir magnets are? Sure, they're right here. We've got a lot to choose from. What do you think of this flag magnet? That one's good, but the airplane one is better. My sons love airplanes. How much is it? It's $10. All right, I'll take two of them. And I'd like to pick up something for my friends, too. How about these animal key rings? They're $5 each. They're nice. I'll take six of them. Okay. Anything else? That's it. Can I use this coupon I picked up from the hotel? Yeah, that gives you 10% off the total price. Wonderful. Here's my credit card. Okay. <laughs> so I actually didn't listen to this question, but uh-huh. it is math. Yeah. It is math. And there's a multiple, multiple, multiply and coupons, like 10% discount. So the answer is? Answer is $45. Wow. <laughs> so there was $10, two airplanes, so 20 mm-hmm. And six of $5 animal magnet. Yeah. 
Was it? Uh-huh. So it's a fifty dollars, but he got ten percent coupon, so it's forty five dollars. Yeah. And don't be surprised in South Korean math exam, you don't get a calculation calculator. So you have to calculate with your hands and pencils. Uh-huh. That's uh, another thing. My friends are surprised on that. <laughs> so, well, that was a little bit. That was fun. Uh, thank you. For, uh, thank you again for coming for the show today. Oh, thank you for having me today. <laughs> well, I'm sure we will have you another one for next time. Oh, yeah. Um, please. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, uh, we will talk about wonderful Syria. We will have a guest, Madeline Hareri, and she will talk about, um, history, traditions, and customs and languages of Syria. So please come back next week and we can talk about it again. Um, before we close, any any thoughts, Janet? How was how do you like it? Um, it was fun. It was a good experience for me to air my voice <laughs> in Hamilton. And if I have a chance, I want to be here again. Okay, but you didn't tell any of your friends and families because <laughs> it was my first time and I was a little nervous. So yeah. she she's a perfectionist, so she doesn't want to show weak side of hers. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's uh, wrap it up with the last song. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about the song? So the last song is Leo Bridges, If It Feels Good. And I found the song at YouTube by chance. And it is very funky and it has grooves. And I think you will like it. Okay. Yeah. So I listened a little bit and it was so excited. Mm-hmm. So this is If It Feels Good, Then It Must Be by Leon Bridges. Yeah, Leo Bridges. Well, yeah. thank you for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.